This week on How to Be 60, we're joined by Karen's big sister, Aggie McKenzie. And we could all do with a big sister like Aggie. If there's a possibility that my sister isn't having an orgasm, having orgasms, then, you know, it's up to me to maybe kind of, you know, help her along the way. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Welcome to the How To Be 60 podcast. Karen and Mackenzie and I, Karen and Mackenzie, I give you an extra syllable, I do apologise for that. It's because I'm excited. We are in joyous mood, aren't we? We are indeed, and it's not just the weather. I've well, brought ooh, some of my that. homemade elderflower cordial. Elder? Nathan's just boat. Elder Elderflower cordial, which I made last Saturday. So it's perfect with fizzy water. Or you could make maybe ice cream. Karen. Actually. What? That is what you serve a week. A week? Elderflower like cordial. Yeah, I'm really sorry for your loss. Would you like some elderflower cordial? Would you like some key? <sighs> well, well, I'll try it. Um, I'm trying it. What, what makes you Actually, get... that might be quite strong. What makes you... That might be quite strong. <laughs> you don't want to be... Oh, you can this elderflower cordial. It's I'm, beautiful. <laughs> I can smell it from here. Right, right. I'm going to lean over. What makes you... Nathan, what, I think you need to do me the... What makes you get up in the morning trying a wee bit. and think, I know, I'll make some elderflower cordial. I like the natural things in life, Kate. But, but why elderflower cordial? Because elderflower is in season just now. <sighs> and when brambles come out, I'll be making bramble cordial. My God, you've gone native, haven't you? Really native. have. <laughs> it's lovely. It's such a joy. No, I'm not going to go off on that. But actually, I really enjoy it. Can you remember and your 30s? Yeah, I just had Lisa. First, my oldest. And uh, yeah, it was lovely. Didn't do any of that then. But I've got time now. What you do in retirement, Kate? But what were you doing in your 30s? Was that a happy first time? Baby. Yeah, it was very happy. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, looking after children. That was basically it and working full time. It was a bit of a schlep, actually. But I did enjoy it. Were you like a natural mummy? I think I might have been. Really? Yeah. Felt quite natural walking along with her in the hip. That's a bit as bad as it went. Yeah, so you were, well, of course, because you've always said that you're not ambitious, so you were It comes back of, to this, doesn't it? No, Did no, you no. walk around with your children on his hips? Um, no, no, we had one of those papoosie things, which I did love, actually. That's so West End. Yeah, I know it is. So G12. I know, but I, I did I did like to get out and about because I, I could get On out. your own. I hated being trapped in the house. I really hated Nothing being trapped in the girls. house. No, no, I mean, I've spoken to the girls about this. The time I hated more than any other was between four and six in the afternoon because <laughs> it was like dead time. And it, you had to have, you know, make their tea, you had to make fish fish fingers and chips and and then you were going to bath them and then you were going to have story time and oh my god those two hours were like two weeks every single day why are we not out and about well i was out and about during the day but i wasn't out and about before that god you're weird i have to say you're a wee bit weird do you think yeah yeah what's weird about it just dreading that time i would say between four and six that's sort of kind of like downtime the run up to dinner and so that's reading time kind of thing and playing sort of sitting on the floor with them oh my god see coloring in with little kids i would rather open a vein 
I, I mean, really, I mean, obviously when I was working. You're not a natural mother, are you? <laughs> no, no, I adore my children. Oh, that's good to know. No, no, I do, but, you know, a childminder. And I remember I used to come in from work and she was in her mid-50s at the time and she'd be sitting with Charlie and I'd open the door and the two of them would be sitting with their tongue out the side of their mouth. You know when people do when they concentrate. Oh, yeah, concentrating. Concentrating. Um, <laughs> Stephen but the, still does that, sorry. The childminder would, would be as well, and they'd be colouring in, uh-huh. you know, and they'd be making sure that they didn't go out the lines. And That's, I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> so would you not consider yourself a creative person? Colouring in? Not going over the lines. Oh, my God. It's a start. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, we've said that we're different, aren't we? We've said that we're, we're different. You're um, different. What have you yeah. been doing this week? Um, oh God, just rushing about, just, just totally rushing about. Um, mm-hmm. hope you're noting these things, writing uh, them all down. I know people genuinely say to me, do you have a nice weekend? Did you, or, you know, what have you been doing? And I really, really can't remember. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. No, but I think that means that I live in the moment. No, it does. No, I God, think it does. It does. It means I live in the moment. They're, That's what everyone does these days, living in the moment. The most furthest away person I know, I know this doesn't make sense, from living in the moment. You never take time to just sit there with your shoulders down, living and enjoying the moment. Actually, that's something we need to talk about in the future. Why? Exercise in older women, over 50s. It's so important. And I'm not going to go down that road just now, but we do actually need to speak about it. I don't mind you going down that road, funnily enough, because I was I was at a fitness class last night. So Charlie. Uh, my eldest is nearly 20 and she is super fit, super fit. Um, and so that she kind of encourages you. Yeah, no, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. We won't tell people what you said to her last week, will we? <laughs> no, don't. Oh my God. I've oh, just got, I'm just not, said... no, I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it. But honestly, honestly, I, I wish I could repeat it, but I can't repeat no, it. No, don't. Um, I was meeting Charlie She's after beautiful. the podcast. Shut up. And then she was with me and said, oh, I have to wait. I'd love to meet her. I'd love to meet her. And she made a comment. Now, to say it was putting her foot in it is like the understatement <laughs> of the century. So much so, I felt sick all the way home on my bike and I felt I, I needed it, to I get in. I, I just thought, oh, Christ. It was so funny because it started off, oh, hello, 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 everyone's smiling every night. Karen makes a comment, Padum. oh my God. It, it was like scorched earth. I see Charlie's face just goes, woof, changes. And I'm looking at you and I was thinking, she's just shat her pants a little bit. <laughs> and that's why I jumped on my bike, squelched so quickly. <laughs> and then so Charlie and I walked away and I'm, she didn't mean it. You know, she's just a little bit like that. She's one of those people. Who speaks before she engages her brain? She's harmless, really. Poor Charlie's nineteen, and that's the thing that sticks. It's a bit like listening to a bad review. It doesn't matter how many good ones. It's that bad one that counts. And I went home and I just waited for my phone to go. I thought I'm going to get a text saying, "Eh, you know, uh, you know, when when I said that, eh, I didn't really mean it." (laughs) Well, you didn't have to wait long. Oh, Charlie, I am sorry. Can I just say this officially? Please forgive me. I wish I could tell people, but I can't because that wouldn't be fair to Charlie. Um, Anyway, it was all good. It was all good. I mean, I pay for a therapist. She's absolutely fine. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she has encouraged me to stay fit. Oh, she's taking a phone call now. No, it's my alarm. And I, I was too what, to wake up. What time is it? <laughs> Currently recording I'm at two not... fifteen in the afternoon. <laughs> not done badly listening to you this time. No, because originally I was going to be coming in late enough to remind me to get on my bike and get in here. 
oh my God, you don't have your reminders on your phone to tell you to get on your bike, do you? Only when it comes to meet you. Yeah, I do that actually in case I just go forget these things. I've, my life is, is busy, Kate. But, and I, I, you know, I kind of, I, 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 what am I trying to say? I kind of, um, I really don't know how long this podcast <laughs> no, is going to last. I don't know if it's got a future in it. <laughs> anyway, I was going to tell you, before we do, last night I went to a class with Charlie. Oh, yeah, I forgot. No, that. not with Charlie. She's in Spain, but she inspired me to go to this class called F45. So it's one of these ones that started in Australia. And I mean, it's like really hardcore or it's hardcore for me. So I was the oldest by 30 years in the class. <laughs> All these young women. And, you know, it's one of those ones like you've got the, the big heavy medicine ball and you're, oh, you yes. pound it into the yes. floor and then you do six burpees and then you do star jumps, you know, holding the weights. Ooh, and, oh my no. God, my pelvic floor. The star jumps, like, never a keep, good thing. I had to keep going to the loo. I waited till everyone's back was turned. I was off to the loo. Jesus Christ, this pelvic floor is not oh, going to last. No, it's not. I sweat running down my face. I look at these girls. And it's in the local bowling club that they keep it. And I was looking out of the windows and there was like a bunch of five women, all about my age, actually. And they were strolling about, playing <laughs> bowls, you know, chatting, you know, just they just looked the picture of like the village green or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And I thought, why am I doing this? I can't. I, st I have no idea, actually, because that sounds like it's torturous. Do you want some emails? Yes, emails yes. are good. I do like the email slot. Yes, I know you do. Because they're complimentary. This and is, they don't just talk about you. Shut up. This is from somebody called Bonnie, um, <laughs> Bonnie Smith, which is, of course, the name of your dog and the name of my youngest daughter. I'll still never forgive you. I don't know why anyone would name a dog after somebody who knew their daughter was already called Bonnie, but let's carry on. Um, hi, Kay. Love your podcast. Hi, Kay. Um, I've never listened to one at all before. She was wow. a podcast virgin. We have popped Bonnie's cherry, her That's podcast cherry. Isn't that beautiful? Lovely, Kate, lovely. Thank That's you. brilliant. Listen to this. This is good, though. Bonnie sold everything, went to live in Melbourne, Australia with her kids and grandkids to live in a granny flat, and it is the best thing I have done in my life. Born and bred in England, oh left gosh. all my friends behind, but I'm spending the last years of my life on the other side of the world. It is absolutely marvellous. That is Amazing, isn't it? To be up sticks and off ski. I know. I know. Funny, I bumped into somebody God almighty, the that's other day impressive. who was saying a friend of hers was doing that. And they were going off to Spain and she was saying, oh, I wouldn't do that because, you know, you don't have friendship groups and it's very difficult, obviously, the language, et cetera, et cetera. It is a big move, you know, well, later in life, isn't it, to go a completely, obviously, Bonnie's, you know, with her family. So that makes a difference. Yeah. And the language isn't a problem in Spain. Keep thinking you might get chucked out after 90 days now. I don't even know how it works now. But yeah, that aside, um, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's good for the old nozzle uh, learning a second language as well, isn't it? Do you mean the noddle? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for that as well. <laughs> That's a nozzle, isn't it? The top of my elderflower yes, bottle. Yes, it is. Thank you. Um, and this one is from Sue. And this is a corker. Um, great podcast. Would be good if you could do stuff on things like the best exercise to do as you go there older. We there go. you go. There we go. Things like collagen. I get blasted with adverts on social media, but no idea if it's a thing that you should do. We'll have to get Nadine Baggett back on and we could talk about that. But here we go. Also, mm -hmm. is Karen the sister of Aggie, <laughs> who used to do the cleaning <laughs> show? If so, she sounds very like her. 
Funnily enough. Funnily enough. <laughs> Keep your emails coming in. Podcast at hdb60.com. You are right, Sue Ortlip. Well done. Uh-huh. And Aggie's with us. Hi, Aggie. Hi, Aggie. How are you? Lovely to be here. So nice to see you in the studio. I know. Here we are. Here we are. In the, well, God knows where we are. It's been <laughs> one of those days. One of those days. I've been dying to get you on, Aggie. Um, oh. because I want the SP on this one over here. Um, where do I start, Key? Well, oh my God. I don't know if you've heard this podcast yet. I don't even know if it's gone out, but Karen, Karen was yes, relating yes. to us the time yes. that you sent her in a, a vibrator in the post and said, have you ever had an orgasm? Do you remember that conversation, Ag? <laughs> kind of. I'm blushing as I think about it. Yes, yes, yes. And what was the answer? I can't remember. I, I said to you, you asked me and I went, eh, I think so. And you went, in that case, you've not. And you were bang on. I hadn't. <laughs> so a few days later, along it came in the post. Great sister. And I mean, you can't remember why you did that. Well, because we had the conversation. God, I don't and, even remember that bit. And I was thinking, you know, if, if there's a possibility that my sister isn't having an orgasm, having orgasms, then you know, it's up to me to maybe kind of, you know, Aww. help her along the way, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send her cleaning instructions? Two thirds by carbonate of soda and one of vinegar. <laughs> Wipe it down exactly. after you. A bit of lemon juice. Lemon juice. Go on this. <laughs> a bit, a bit, yeah, a bit astringent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you douse it in water after that. Imagine the lemon juice and the vinegar anywhere near you. So, Aggie, are you, are you the glamorous sister then who leads the metropolitan oh, most life? Most definitely. You know what? Um, it's quite funny. So when we meet, when we're together and we might meet somebody who's familiar to one of us and that person will say, oh, so who's the, who's the older sister? And it's like, and Karen's kind of like, how dare you? I'm four years younger. Yeah, every flaming time. I'm the younger one. Make note. But the funny thing is, Karen, although the youngest of four of us, you were the first Karen to have got married, got to have married. had children, mm-hmm. first to retire. Um, and then what happens after that? I hope you're not going to be the first to die, but who? who <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> oh my God, right, I'm done with my first now. <laughs> but, I mean, did you think when you were growing up that she was going to turn out to be so domestic? You know, like elderflower cordial and motor homes and, you know, motor just... homes is a camper what van. Is, okay. What is about Karen is Karen's a doer. Karen just doesn't talk about doing stuff. She actually does it. It's amazing. You know, I don't know if you know this, Kate, but Karen in Karen's house, she's got this um, r- these railings at the front. Well, now she's got this. So she, before she had the railing, she thought, mm, I want railings at the front of my house. It's going to cost X amount to get them done. So do you know what? I'm going to go to evening class and make them myself. Welding. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who does that in the right mind? <laughs> Karen went off to evening class and made all the railings for the fr- and fitted them, welded them all together. I mean, that's amazing, don't you think? Well, actually, I'm really impressed by that. I couldn't lift them. I had to get somebody to take them in a van because <laughs> they were so heavy. Well, what, it, that is a fierce independence. What, my dad was a blacksmith engineer, and I think they were sort of in honour of him, if you like. There's a, there was a horrible sort of hedge there, so I pulled that out and thought, yeah, I'm going to make some rotten 
real ones, very simple ones. Wow. And what kind yeah. of kid was she, Aggie? Hi, Aunt Ag. Remember, you know we're going she, on holiday. Believe this or not, Kay, you're not going to believe this. She was the sweetest, gentlest. I'm going to spit out my elderflower cordial here. <laughs> I'm not joking. Everyone loved her. She had this lovely little smile and gorgeous eyes and really visible. Really upset. What's happened since then? I have no idea. Don't remember it change. When did she get cantankerous? We're all up in Abbey more recently. So uh, while we were there, so the three sisters there, me, Karen and Christine, and uh, I had a visit from some uh, friends in London. They happened to be in the area. So they came in, we're all sitting down, being perfectly nice to each other. And then the subject of Wordle came up. And the, the husband of my friend sitting there, we were all, we, the sisters were saying, oh God, we haven't got, we haven't got today's Wordle. It's really like driving us mad. The guy that was sitting there was going, yeah, Tiara's quite a, you know, unusual word. Karen's face. Oh my God, you've just told us what the answer is. You know what? After that, she didn't speak to him. She didn't speak to him. I did. I did. I did speak to him. Even if it was just to say, because you're such a plonker. I can't believe you actually said that. I talk about looks can kill. It was so funny. Anyway, I saw them after they came back from school. I saw them earlier this week. And um, the woman said, she said, it was so nice to meet your sisters. Karen, Karen's interesting, isn't she? Oh, you do well, interesting. So it, it was, <laughs> note was taken that Wait, Karen do was that again. not amused by the world answer being uh, revealed. Oh. Hilarious. Aggie, are you, where are you with sort of age and retirement and, and all that stuff? Okay, so I'm 66 now. And actually, I really, really, really like working. Bit like you, but not as crazy as you in work, Kay. But I like to have a good sort of balance. I like to work a few hours each day, but not any more than that. And I also, um, I like to have my own downtime. I also, about four months ago, I qualified as a yoga teacher. So I teach online every day. And I really love that. It's kind of like a reason to get up in the morning. So I think if I didn't have that structure, I kind of might lie in bed till nine, half nine. Then that would make me feel a bit rubbish. So it's good to, for me to get up at that time of the morning. Um, I mean, before I was, when I got to 50, I thought, God, I better start doing some exercise. What do old women do? Oh, they do yoga. So I'll start doing that. And actually, um, so I started it. And then, then I thought, well, why don't I just train to teach? Because it was at a time when I didn't have that much work. And I'm so happy. I'm so glad I did that. So, so that's, um, so it's a, it's a part of my life that I, so it's work, but it's also pleasure. You're obviously always still up for new opportunities. And definitely. Well, I'll tell you why I say that, because I was on radio this morning and a lady called in about, oh, it was for a health thing. Anyway, um, she was looking for advice about changing her lifestyle, but she said on a number of occasions, can I really change at 67? You know, and it was funny. I was sort of listening to her and I thought that is, well, okay, seven years older than me, seven and a half, not that far away. But that really entrenched thought in her head that at 67, there really almost wasn't any point in changing mm. or doing new things or taking on new challenges. Mm. Um, and the difference, you know, a lot of it is attitude, isn't it, yeah. as you get older? Yeah. I think if she's asking herself that question, she absolutely wants to make some changes in her life, doesn't she? Because if she wasn't asking the question, she wouldn't want to change anything. And um, I know, I mean, I've got a, 
a very old friend who teaches psychotherapy and she talks about you know people in there who start therapy in their late 70s and how actually it's never too late to do anything if you want to do that thing just go out and do it particularly in later life because you know the road ahead is much shorter than the road behind. So you have to make the most of what's left, most definitely. And even 67 these days is not that old, is it? No. So you don't feel the pressure of time then? I mean, do you feel that you could take on anything? Well, I don't know about anything, but um, I'm certainly up for I love um I love new challenges. I love um thinking about new adventures and yeah, totally, totally. I feel that. Um, time is so precious, particularly as you get older. It's so precious. You need to make the most of every every day. And actually, what I've discovered as well is that, you know, if you, well, I was at a do last night and um, there was a few people that I bumped into. I hadn't seen them for ages. And they go, oh, we've got to meet up. And I'm thinking, actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that, but I'm thinking, no, I don't really want to waste any of my precious time with you because I haven't done in the past. So why would I in the future? I'm going to either, you know, stick with the people I know or make friends with new people that uh, I want to make friends with. Yeah. It runs in the family. I can see. <laughs> and um, Karen's already shared with us that you're so keen on a bit of how's your father, Aggie. Is that right? Yeah. How's she now? She says you're very lusty. Or well, <laughs> even lustful. Lustful, lustful, <laughs> lustful, sorry. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I think this is something that, um, Yoga has brought to my life. I feel at 66, I feel more fitter, more flexible, stronger than I've ever done my whole life. And I think yoga, it just makes you kind of feel sexy and alive. And um, yes, yeah, so make the most of it. That's so what I, I think. you've been teaching for four years, did you say? Well, I've been teaching for, yeah, about four or five years now, yeah. So you're saying that that's when you started to feel sexy again or not? Um, oh, well, actually, no, longer than that, because I've been doing yoga since about uh, for about 16 years. So I think I think probably maybe for the last at least a good 10 of them when I really kind of came into my own, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I do remember there was a period that you just thought, oh, God, the thought of actually sleeping with another man that, uh, you know, it just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't even think of myself going through that again. Do you remember those conversations? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, totally. I mean, it was kind of, you know, during the time um, towards the end of my marriage and a long time after that, when I was in therapy, I went for 10 whole years, not even without, without a kiss, or anything else. And I just felt completely um, uh, detached from any sort of sexuality. And I, I just kind of thought, well, sex is for other people. And I was going in this sort of wilderness. It was really odd. And um, I, just, I think I was also in love with my therapist. So all my sort of sexual energy was in that room. And, you know, that's kind of so textbooky, but I think that was the case for me. So, um, Did you know that? It's so interesting. What, what happened was, um, he was, he was amazing, actually, this man. And he was sort of, you know, easing me out into the world. I think I was, um, in, I was with him for about, well, with him. I was, you know, one of his, um, 
patient patients for about six maybe six years I was going once a week and he was sort of easing me out into the world and um a month within a month of leaving I slept with somebody and that was me I was like it was like a rocket going off in my head never mind anywhere else and um and that was me and I just haven't looked back really god that's fascinating you've not landed yet it's really interesting I know I know it's yeah So so I was kind of ready do you so do you enjoy like sex for sex sake? So you don't have to be part of um, like what you think is going to be a long-term relationship. Totally. Do you know what? I can even have sex with people that I don't fancy. Oh, uh, <gasps> what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Ian Dale dropped. <laughs> oh no. I, you know what? Okay. Hold on. Let me rethink this. <laughs> what I'm saying is, no, actually that is I, I don't need to be in love with the person. That's different from what you've just said. Yeah, I don't even... Jesus. <laughs> it has happened, it has happened, Close definitely, that I have, yes, I've had sex with some people that I haven't really them? fancied that much because I've totally been in the mood for it. So oh, that's right. more like the kind of sex you have in your 20s, isn't it? Or like traditionally yeah. you think I think so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can get... Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I I can get very turned on quite easily. But it, it, Karen and I were on the radio the other day and we were discussing whether or not you would allow your 17-year-old to go and stay at their um, girlfriend or boyfriend's house, okay? And then, so one of the opinions that came forward was no, because they need, need to know the value of, you know, commitment and love and you shouldn't have casual sex, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I don't subscribe to that because I think that, just attaches some kind of shame almost to sex. And and actually, as long as it's mutually consensual, that you're mutually respectful, if you just, if you want to have sex, then have sex. You know, I, I'm not saying that's the way I was brought up because I'm a bit messed up about it, but that's what I believe in my head. Yeah. Karen has already told us that, you know, sex carried quite a bit of shame with, yeah. with your upbringing. Yeah. Um, it's obviously you've managed either never had that shame, Maggie, or you shed it at some point. That's therapy for you. Yeah, actually, actually, no, I have, I have had that. What Karen's talking about, and it's a really, I know, I absolutely know that since my mother died, I have felt so differently about it. I don't have my mother, my kind of um, your disapproving mother, sitting on my shoulder anymore. Mm. And that's made a massive difference. Uh, so I feel very liberated from those constraints mm. of the, you know, the bringing up and you know the mess, the very strong message that sex is for making babies and children. It, you know, pleasure does not come into. Oh my God, the thought of it! It's just you know, alien. It was alien to us. It was very. The message is very clear. It's. It's not to be celebrated. Your body is not to be celebrated. And so it's, yeah, it's marks, you know, it's really, it's because it's very clear to me that since my mother died, that that's, I, I feel very differently. It's definitely a subject for another day that actually, because whether or not there is a sense of freedom when your parents go, mm-hmm. and I mean, regardless of whether or not, you know, you've had a good or a bad relationship. I mean, it's it's a bit of a taboo, but definitely interesting. And listen, do you want a quick bit of bingo? Yes. Big six o bingo. Um, we need some more questions for big six o bingo, do. by the way. So please do get in touch, everyone. HTB60. Um, 
uh, no podcast at HTB60. Sorry, I was trying I to do two. Get it right. I'm trying to do two things at the one time. I'm trying to find the bingo questions. Hang on, just give I thought me you'd a have wee been prepared. Oh, you're sitting there in judgment. I am ready now. Thank you very much. So <laughs> let's have the bingo. <laughs> Number 40, number 40, here it is. Oh, your best childhood memory, Aggie. Oh. <laughs> God, rack your brains yeah. for that one. <laughs> best childhood memory. Um, good question. Uh, Running away with Johnny. Oh, actually, no, one of the kind of like, you know, sitting on the back step in the summer uh, Mum would give us a like big bowl of granulated sugar, sticks of rhubarb, stick them in the sugar, and then chew on the rhubarb. I know, I know that sounds a bit kind of. Is that the best thing you can think of? Actually, it was very kind of affect their sense of feeling really contented and all's good in the world. Mum's in a good mood. The sun's shining. It's all great. And my teeth are rotting as I know. <laughs> exactly. Granulated sugar. Give us another then bingo number. Let's have one more. Um, okay, number 35. Do you have a plan for the 60 plus years? Oh, this me. And well, um, again, the plan is, and this is my kind of my New Year's resolution, to have much fun as possible. Mm. Do you know what? That is a great, great plan. And I am mm-hmm. beginning to form my plan. I am definitely beginning to form a plan. I'm now going to have a bucket list. I never said I would have a bucket yeah. list, but I am going to have a bucket list. It's a bit cliched, but what, in terms of like in the last week, Kay, since we've spoken, what fun have you had? Um, <laughs> well, God, don't say that because you're forcing me to try and remember things. Um, and I can't remember. You've got to give me a bit of warning for that. I have had a lot of fun. I just can't remember it. That, mm. And that is the problem. Mm. Should you be able to remember it? What fun have you had? What fun <laughs> have I had? I'm sitting here with you guys. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. I mean, I am generally happy. I am generally happy, but I do want to have more time. Yeah, you definitely need more time for yeah. yourself. But when I go off on holiday, um, I will have marvellous fun and I'll come back and I will report it to you. Okay. I will write it down. Better mood. It will be Kay's fun diary and I will give it to you then. Um, <laughs> Aggie, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've really Thank enjoyed you. that. And, you know, I want you to pop in every six or eight weeks or so <laughs> and, you know, keep listening and then you can just rat on her. Is that Okay. <laughs> That's that's not difficult. There are so many examples. Yeah, uh, just before you go, the most sexually arousing yoga position, please, Aggie. Oh. Ah, that's a good one. I have to. Well, actually, it's quite nice. But can you can you see this? Okay, right. right. Oh, good. We're going to get a visual <laughs> yes. demonstration. So you want to get your? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Poor Nathan. Oh, oh my oh. God! <laughs> 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 that is impressive. Jesus. And, and actually, you I positioned that camera. Then in that position, you can get the, your ankles round your partner's neck. Really? Right on the shoulder. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> My palms have gone dead sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Nathan's just expiring here. It's All a right, boy. okay, Ag, that's fine, that's fine. It's great. <laughs> Got the message. <laughs> bye, Ag. Jesus. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. See you, bye. See you, Julia.
<laughs> oh my god she's a riot oh god. god do you think when this podcast gets very successful i could just swap the pair of you <laughs> go to hell <laughs> she's dearer than me my pleasure yeah that's right she's a bit expensive <laughs> jesus she's very supple Aye, she is isn't she i could not do that for all the tea in china god no they can i i don't do yoga do you Oh, I'm going to start. I can tell you, I'm actually, as we speak, I'm, I'm, I'm booking classes. I can't even. Yeah, no. no. Anyway, listen, we better go. We better God. go. Um, <laughs> podcast <laughs> at HTP60. <laughs> See ya. Bye. So everything changed for Aggie when her mum died. It's definitely a big moment in anyone's life when both their parents pass away. Tell us how it changed the world for you. And if you brought about a huge change in your own life around about the age of 60, like Bonnie, one of our listeners who moved off to Australia, then do tell us all about it. You can email podcast at htb60.com. We absolutely love to hear from you. A new podcast drops every Friday. Please subscribe and then you'll make sure that you don't miss any. And do join Karen and I in Edinburgh for the Festival Fringe. It's our debut. It may be our one and only.